We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. As always, alongside me, Chris Biederman, who decided to be in this state for once. That's really nice of you to to pull up and, and hang out on the uh, on the best coast. You know what my preference would be, um, but you know sometimes work calls and, and you got to go on some trips and <laughs> and do some things. So uh, you well, know, this was last week, but we're we're back in the saddle, baby. But it's good this to, was it's a... good to be back in the captain's chair. Yeah, no, it's it's good to have you back. Uh, this road trip for you better than most, though. Because you got to see the homie Craig, I did. Of lamb chops, <laughs> of lamb chops. Shout out to Craig, man. I got to hang out with. The he best. made some time for me uh, on the week of his wedding, actually. Unreal. So Craig got married. Congratulations um, to Craig, by the way. Congratulations to Craig. We went to. Uh, he showed me an outstanding restaurant. A certain NBA player of a particular stature um, ate a few tables down from us, so you know it had to be. It had to be decent, and um, yeah, man, it was just great to see him, and uh, good to good to talk shop, good to talk life, and uh, he's a he's a married man now. That's awesome. So congrats, congrats to Craig. Congrats to Craig, and uh, congrats to us for being sponsored by Lamb Chops. You can get yours at sglambchops.com. If you're watching on the stream, you'll see that Chris is in a sick ass black on black lamb chops hoodie with the script word mark across the front i like it so much i'm so jealous i wish i had one on right now this was one of those pre-order ones you can get um on their website sglambchops.com throw in the promo code candlestick 20 get a little bit of a discount 20 percent um, off. yeah i i liked my ash gray lamb chops hoodie so much and i've worn it so much that i was like i need to i need to double up and and get a black one and uh <clears> man this thing is this thing is fire it's just as comfortable Obviously, it looks good, and uh, and we love it, man. Yep, and it was yours. cool. Be- being in Minnesota, I mean, that's a, uh, that that's where the company originated. Being in Minnesota, right. obviously, Lamb Chops has the partnership with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Saw a bunch of people in Lamb Chops gear at the at the Kings Bulls game, so that was that was pretty cool. We gotta we gotta make that my fans of the pod. Over. Yeah, we gotta make that <laughs> that happen. <laughs> that make that migration happen over in the you know warriors games kings games yeah you know if you happen to be a southern california 49ers fans lakers games clippers games get your lamb lamb chop stuff yeah sglambchops.com promo code candlestick 20 get 20 percent off your order hoodies sweatpants shorts t-shirts whatever you want they got it for you it's going to be comfortable it's going to be stylish 
it's going to be high quality and you're going to look dope, which is the most important thing. Everybody Absolutely. knows it. SG Follow them on Instagram at SG and join the herd. All right, let's jump into the 49ers made some coaching hires and we're going to talk about it. Here we go. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory! Kittle is gonna go! Touchdown! Bosa has got him, and a sack him back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. Hey, before we get to the 49ers coaching stuff that we're going to talk about, um, mm-hmm. Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver from Texas, broke the combine record with a 4-2-1 40-yard dash. Where does this move him on your big board, Chris? Um, I think if you're the Chicago Bears, you really got to consider, um, you know, with it, it, you, you really got to consider jumping him uh, above Kalen, Caleb Williams. And Couldn't agree maybe, more. Maybe making him your franchise quarterback. <clears throat> Yeah, get the, um, I mean, have him take the snap. You get the ball in his hands every play. He's going to be the fastest guy on the field. Yeah, if <clears> if no one can tackle him, then what else could you possibly want? No, it makes sense. He's he's the fastest man in NFL history. Ergo, cannot be caught on the football field and is the best player in the draft. He should go one overall. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, glad right. we sorted that out. <laughs> or if he had ran a four, if he had ran a four two three, I've got a sixth round grade on him. But it also begs an interesting question. Like, Please. If he is so fast and mm-hmm. unquestionably going to be the best player in the NFL because you're in the fastest 40 that we've ever seen. Right. Do you trade the number one pick for four, five, six first round picks? Mm-hmm. Or do you just make him your quarterback and give him the ball every play? Yeah, I think I think it's the I think it's the latter. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trading those picks for anything. There's no value that you're going to get back. <laughs> Because is any one of those, let's say it's six first-round picks. Let's go with your scenario. Are any one of those six first-round picks going to run a 4-2-1? No chance. Unlikely. That may be the fastest we ever see. At some point, we're going to reach the limit of human movement, and we might have seen it with Xavier Worthy. Congratulations. Whatever, whatever terminal velocity <laughs> is, but having it be horizontal <laughs> instead of instead of vertical. <laughs> All right, the 49ers made a couple of coaching hires. They have hired a defensive coordinator. They went with an internal candidate, Nick Sorensen, who has been with the team for the last couple of seasons. He was a defensive assistant in 2022 and then became the defensive pass game specialist and Nichols coach in 2023. And now in 2024, he will be the defensive coordinator. They also hired Brandon Staley as an assistant head coach. Let's put a pin in the Staley thing momentarily. What are your thoughts on the Nick Sorensen hire? Because to me, it felt like it was trending that direction when you just started kind of piecing everything together of what they wanted in a coach. Yeah, I think, like, first of all, I think Kyle Shanahan overall has done a really good job with hiring assistants. And Mm -hmm. I think you could make the case both sides of the ball. He's done a really good job in finding guys that tend to get promoted either with the 49ers or elsewhere. Right. And that's that's ultimately what you want as mm-hmm. uh, as a head coach who's who's hiring assistants is to have guys who do well enough that they're seen as upgrades 
for you know more prominent positions, promotions with other teams, right? You saw mm-hmm. obviously Robert Sala got a head coaching job with the Jets, and D'Amico Ryan's got a head coaching job with the Texans. Um, and you've seen various office offensive assistants take coordinator jobs, and Mike McDaniel go become a, a successful head coach with Miami. That's the best case scenario for you know, if you're assembling a coaching staff, if over time your assistants are getting picked off, that means you're doing a good job assembling your staffs. Mm-hmm. So I think Shanahan has some equity in terms of the way we should view um, his ability to to identify assistants. I think what's interesting mm-hmm. about Sorensen and, and the Staley thing, I think we can touch on that together. So you remember when Kyle Shanahan first got the Niners job in 2017, the first guy he wanted was Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. Um, Vic Fangio obviously was coordinator with the Chicago Bears and wasn't able to get out of that contract eventually became the head coach of the Broncos um, but that was Shanahan's first choice or one of his first choices we should say we don't know exactly if that was the top guy but that was one of them right mm-hmm. what did he end up running he ended up running the uh, Seattle Seahawks type of defense with Robert Sala mm-hmm. right so Nick Sorensen is a longtime Seahawks staffer he mm-hmm. worked for Pete Carroll with the Seahawks from 2013 to 2020, um, mostly as a defensive backs and secondaries coach, um, worked with Nichols, which is the same position he had with the 49ers. Um, and then Brandon Staley, obviously, is one of Vic Fangio's top lieutenants. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the two schemes we most associate Kyle Shanahan in wanting to run, um, that's what the 49ers have here. And Sorensen, who comes from the Pete Carroll tree, Mm -hmm. and in Brandon Staley, who comes from the Vic Fangio tree. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as Sorensen goes, I I do think one of the reasons why it took so long is, and and this has been reported elsewhere and talked about elsewhere, namely by Tim Kawakami, friend of the show, um, that, you know, Jeff Ulbrich was was under serious consideration. And Ulbrich, of course, made a lot of sense, but he would have had to been let out of his contract with the Jets Mm -hmm. in order to take the job. Um, And the Jets obviously didn't seem to let him out of that contract. So the 49ers had to hire Sorensen internally. Um, so you can make an argument that, you know, this was not their first choice. And mm-hmm. if that's true, then, you know, maybe the fact that, um, I mean, maybe that's something that that worries you about the decision. On mm-hmm. the other hand, in getting Staley, and I'm very interested to know what the hierarchy is, right? Because... Brandon Staley, being a former defensive coordinator, being a former head coach, um, could have a lot of sway in the building, but you would think Mm -hmm. that Sorensen being the defensive coordinator by title would be the guy who could supersede anything that Brandon Staley wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm, you know, without knowing exactly what like the pay structure, what the hierarchy is specifically, I would imagine Sorensen's going to be the guy and Staley is is sort of the one to prop him up and potentially throw new ideas and maybe, you know, mix in what he knows right. from Fangio's scheme with with what Sorensen's more familiar with, with the Seahawks style scheme that the 49ers have run. Um, I think ultimately, you know, Brandon Staley, I mean, I'll stick with Sorensen for a second. Mm-hmm. The 49ers know exactly what Sorensen is, right? Kyle Shanahan has cameras set up in all the team meeting rooms and watches those meetings, right? So he mm-hmm. knows he's familiar with everything Sorensen has said to his position groups or everything he's ever said in the team meeting. If he wants to, he can go watch that footage if he's not sitting in on the meeting or whatever. Sure. So he know, like he knows. 
he he knows and i have a really hard time thinking that kyle shanahan would make this hire without running it by fred warner nick bosa charverius right right diamador lenore right like I think one of the issues the 49ers ultimately had with Steve Wilkes is the Niners' best players didn't really react that well to him. Mm-hmm. I think there was something uh, there was something to that, particularly in the multiple games that we saw that the 49ers' defense just didn't play with a whole lot of energy. And frankly, I didn't think they played with a whole lot of buy-in, mm-hmm. and which which was notable, particularly in the NFC Championship game. Right? Like you really right. need for for how hard the 49ers played, and we've talked about this before. But for how hard they played under Robert Saul and D'Amico Ryans, it was pretty, pretty stark to watch them kind of loaf around in big moments with Steve Wilkes as their coordinator. And I don't know that that's necessarily all on Wilkes. Obviously, the players have to take responsibility for that. But it seemed like there was an issue with buy-in, which is a huge red flag. Um, so I think there's a very good chance that those the the Niners' big name players on defense gave their stamp of approval with Sorensen. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about Staley, but I do like the idea of having guys with multiple backgrounds in terms of scheme running the same defense there. Yeah, I think I think Sorensen was kind of the logical choice from the jump just because of all the boxes he checked. He's a Pete Carroll guy. He's been with the 49ers the last couple of years. He knows what the expectation is of the defense. I'm sure he's very acutely aware of the... I don't even know what to call him with Steve Wilkes. Missteps? The the misalignments between Steve Wilkes and Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Is that, I, think that's fair. I, I mean, and the fact that he got promoted after one year with the team, he was a defensive assistant and then got promoted to defensive pass game specialist and Nichols coach. I think that speaks to, to him as a coach and what the 49ers coaching staff, specifically Kyle Shanahan thinks about him. So I, I think that, that Sorensen specifically felt like the right hire to get the 49ers defense back to where it wanted to go. Now, granted, that's all on paper. We have to see what he looks like uh, once once the chips are down and once you actually have to game plan and you have to make adjustments in games. And those are things that, I mean, he convinced Kyle Shanahan he can do in his interview. So I, I guess we'll see on that. The Staley aspect of this is where it gets fascinating, though. Because part of me thinks, you mentioned this a little bit ago, that it is a a like another voice and and, and i don't want to say a dissenting voice but a a person who views who and sees the game a little bit differently and brandon staley say what you want about him as a as a head coach i think he's a i think he is a smart football person i think um (laughs) whether, (laughs) whether he'll ever be a good head coach tbd but um i think having a a different set of eyeballs is is probably a, a good thing, specifically for a defensive-minded coach. Um, but on the other hand, I don't, I, I can't help but feel a little bit like this is a internal fallback option in the event that Sorensen doesn't know what he's doing. Sure. Yeah, like, that's certainly that possible. Sense? Yeah, and and I like. Kyle Shanahan will answer these questions eventually. We're recording this Sunday night. Um, His feet will be held to the fire. He's going to be held accountable for sure. (laughs) Um, But I'm very curious to know what the power dynamic is. Mm -hmm. Like, does you have you have a young guy who's a first time coordinator who would seemingly be the top guy when it came to the defense by definition as defensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. but you have a guy with more experience who's been a head coach 
who is associate head coach and you know like who's getting paid more right like mm-hmm. who I, I i don't know that that necessarily matters in terms of like you know is is Sorensen going to feel undermined by the fact that brandon staley is making more money mm-hmm. um i don't know like that stuff matters that like i i do think totally. there's an element of like you know who's who's boss here like who's who's the boss of the defense because that mm-hmm. that's probably the biggest question i would have um and in terms of staley himself like the issues that brandon staley had as a coach I think aren't really going to be problematic in terms of what his role is with the 49ers. I don't think it was ever really a schematic thing with him, right? Like he's not going to be making fourth down decisions for Kyle Shanahan. Dude, that's I'm just imagining him on game days, just screaming in Kyle Shanahan's ear, go for it. (laughs) Right. I I think what ultimately my guess would be that Staley's going to be in the booth. Sorensen's going to be, on the sideline and there's just going to be an open line of communication and Staley's going to help Sorensen game plan. And one thing I always heard about Vic Fangio, and I would imagine this to be true about his, you know, one of his top assistants that he's had is just Mm -hmm. the overall level of preparation um, and the, the ability to recognize what offenses were doing and know their tendencies to like very, very fine detail. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, you talk to 49ers players during that era when Vic Fangio was there. And one thing they would always say about Vic was he, he was like he was kind of like Richard Sherman in the sense that like he knew what every single split led to. He knew what, um, you know, down and distance tendencies and all of those things. Like the reason one of the main reasons why the 49ers defense was so good during that time is because they knew they just had such they were always so prepared for their opponent. Um, that it, it gave them a huge leg up on top of being super talented, on top of you know being able to get after the quarterback with four players and, and drop seven into coverage. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was really the thing with Vic Fangio when you talk to his players. Like the players felt like they they always felt like they were super prepared for their their opponent. Right. Um, and if if Staley is going to be a Vic Fangio guy, then there's probably an element of that too. And mm-hmm. in the one chance we've seen Brandon Staley just be a defensive coordinator, not a head coach, it went pretty damn well at the Rams because they ranked first in opponent scoring and first in opponent's yardage yeah. right in 2020 when he was a DC there before he got the head coaching job with the um, with the Chargers. And obviously everybody, everybody, you know, praise Staley. Everyone thought Staley was the best defensive coordinator in the league in 2020. Right. He got a, he he got a head coaching job off it. Yeah. And he, he became sort of this punching bag because of, you know, some head coaching things that happened, but those aren't going to be issues. Like he's not going to be giving press conferences. No, he's not going to be talking to the media. Like he's, he's just going to be, I I think ostensibly a, a defensive consultant. And maybe if Kyle Shanahan happened to get kick out, kicked out of a game, he might be head coach in that scenario, but I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But like, that's kind of, you know, that's what an associate head coach does. And the 49ers lost Anthony Lynn, their previous associate head coach with head coaching experience to uh, Washington, where he, Here, where he followed Adam here's Peters, the so. Here's the one holdup for me with Brandon Staley. And, and you mentioned his time as a defensive coordinator. First in yards allowed first in points allowed their run defense was awesome their pass defense was awesome and that that rams team was really good that rams team in 2020 was also loaded and 
you go to the Chargers over the last three years, that Chargers team also loaded. Like Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and Derwin James. I mean, they, they have they signed JC Jackson. I know he got hurt, but um they just they they had a defense that should have been capable of of producing and it just never did. And that's where I wonder with Brandon Staley, was being a head coach just so overwhelming for him that he couldn't get done what he needed to do defensively? Because <laughs> the Chargers, under Brandon Staley, yards allowed 23rd, 20th, 28th, points allowed 29th, 21st, 24th. They were really bad defensively. All of his years as the head coach. And that's my one question with having him in the building is, is he that good of a defensive mind? Or did he benefit from just an awesome Rams defense and frankly, a really good Rams offense that kind of put teams into into binds because of because of how how good McVay is. Yeah. The, the, I'm I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit skeptical of Brandon Staley. That's fair. It's certainly fair. Um... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, it's your homies Kyle and Chris for Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com is the website. They are the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. And follow them on Instagram at SGLambchops because they have some really cool looking stuff that your bland ass boy over here is not very good at styling on his own. And so I pop over to the Instagram. I see how other people are, are dressing themselves in uh, maybe it's the maybe it's the wolf shorts or the lion shorts, or maybe it's a pair of joggers, or maybe it's the ash gray hoodie that you and I love so much. And I, I base my outfits off of that. And it always makes me look dope, which is the single most important thing. And it's also comfortable. It's also high quality. Yeah. It's super stylish. They're conversation starters, honestly. They also have kids, uh, kid sizes on here too. Yes. That and is everything's correct. unisex. Uh, we, we should point out also. So, um, no matter 
if you're a man or woman, these clothes will look great on you. Or a child. Or a child. They have children's sizes and a lot of their <laughs> stuff as well. Use promo code CANDLESTICK20 today to get 20% off your order, or you can do it tomorrow or whenever. CANDLESTICK20 is a promo code any day of the week to get 20% off your order from sglambchops.com. Uh, shout out to them. We really appreciate their support, and uh, we would appreciate it if you support them by going to sglambchops.com and ordering some dope, comfortable, high-quality clothing. Join the herd today. Yeah, I just it, it's a mixed bag, right? It's okay. He was defensive coordinator for a really good team, for mm-hmm. really good defense that was loaded. Uh, he has a, a solid background with a coach that you typically like in mm-hmm. Big Fangio, but then yeah, when he was a head coach, it was a disaster. So you know which which will matter more in terms of the coach he is now, now that he's a you know, an associate head coach with the Niners. That's that'll be one of the big questions. And what's the power structure? Is it going to work? Yeah. yeah. Right. Is is again? Who's the boss? Who's who's the boss of sure. the defense? The associate head coach with more experience and a and a bigger resume and a bigger name, or is it the first time defensive coordinator? Who's I also so I also wonder if Brandon Staley got interviewed to be a defensive coordinator. Or if he got interviewed to be the assistant head coach. That's because it didn't really ever make sense, right? You had Kyle Shanahan like, hey, we know what we want to do defensively and we want to bring in somebody who does that. And then you have John Lynch going, we don't want to move too far off of who we are defensively. And you have Brandon Staley, who is something very different defensively. So I kind of wonder if he was interviewed for the assistant head coach job or if Shanahan brought him in as a legit DC candidate. Or if he brought him in just to kind of pick his brain and see what he had to say and what he thought philosophically of the 49ers defense and was blown away and went, wow, this guy can really help us. We'll just make him the assistant head coach. That's the other kind of question I have here because I, I really think that I think he got interviewed to be the assistant head coach. I don't think there was ever a world where Brandon Staley was going to be the Niners defensive coordinator. Is it possible that Kyle Shanahan wanted one guy. John Lynch wanted the other guy. And Jed York said, screw it, we're hiring them both. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I don't think no. that's possible. I mean, it's d- d- let me let me back up. It's definitely possible. I don't think that's what happened, though. Yeah. It's probably a, an unlikely scenario. I do think it's worth pointing out, though, that, I mean, the 49ers have to have, in terms of money they're paying, to their defensive staff mm-hmm. it's got to be the most in the league because you know when you fire a coach like steve wilkes you're still paying out the rest of his contract right and then you're paying nick Sorensen and you're paying brandon staley so maybe i mean i don't know what anthony lynn was making i don't know what any of these guys are making but for an owner who and i know the 49ers have made a ton of money the last few years but for an owner who had been accused of being cheap jed york has certainly been anything but the last few years, particularly when it comes to hire, like yeah. paying for coaches. Yeah. And frankly, like I don't think every owner in the league would sign up for something like this. You're like, wait, dude, no we chance. Have we have a defensive coordinator. Why would I pay Brandon Staley three million dollars a year? Like, why would I do that, dude? There's no. There are <laughs> there are so many owners in the league who wouldn't do that. Yeah. So you know, it, it, and it it. Like this type of dynamic speaks to a couple things. It speaks to Jed York's willingness to spend, and it speaks mm-hmm. to his 
belief or trust in Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch mm-hmm. because it does seem like kind of a tricky dynamic. It's not super cut and dry, and maybe it'll feel more cut and dry once Kyle Shanahan speaks on it in the press conferences and his feet are really held to the fire. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I do think it, there, there's an interesting dynamic here when it comes to ownership that um, that might be worth exploring down the road because, you know, Jed might be paying like $10 million to Steve Wilkes, Brandon Staley, and Nick Sorensen combined, which might be dramatically more than any other owner would ever <laughs> be willing to spend on a, on a few defensive coaches. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear from Shanahan on this and exactly what Staley's role is going to be because remember, <clears throat> excuse me, Anthony Lynn had the assistant head coach role last year. And is Brandon Staley just going to step in and just take over whatever duties that assistant head coach did? And then if Nick Sorensen needs something or if if Shanahan sees something wrong with the defense and wants Staley to look at it, does it is that where he steps in? I'm I'm with you. That's a a really interesting dynamic and it like it's hard not to envision sitting here next February or next January and going Okay, so the 49ers have let go of Brandon Staley because of this issue with Nick Sorensen and their defense really struggled because of the, the the clash of the of the coaches and the different philosophies and they could never get on the same page. I could 100% see that being a problem. I could also see it being a hedge, just like Oh boy, the, there's like that bringing, word again. Like yeah, like <laughs> I mean, we could Kyle Shanahan likes a hedge, I guess, right? Like this might be we don't know if Sorensen's good. Mm-hmm. So we have we have his his ready replacement just in case things go haywire. Which is Staley not like, Staley is Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Sorens in his Trey Lance. Yeah. Staley's <laughs> throwing it's training camp. They're they're the bleachers and Staley's throwing some passes, whipping the ball around. Up, which up I behind think... the fans, let letting fans take cell phone videos, fire them <laughs> off on Twitter. And Sorensen is is Trey Lance struggling in training camp. And Cameron <laughs> Brown is Brock Purdy. Sure. Mike Brown's kid, by the way. Yeah. Anyways. Shouts to Mike. Shouts to Love Mike, Mike Brown. Brown. Big Mike Brown. I don't know guy. if he listens to the pod, but... I think he does. Think so? I think he does. I'll, yeah. I'll ask him. I think Sorensen was the right hire. I think that's just as, as we sit here today on March 3rd. And I, I mean, I may sound like an idiot come October, but... I just you look at the background with with Pete Carroll and spending eight years in in Seattle and how many on the defensive side I think five on the defensive side with Seattle sixteen through twenty yeah so five seasons on the defensive side uh, he played in the league as a as a as a safety I I just ten years yeah he played a long time and so I think that is where as a coach you can have a huge advantage of knowing what players respond to what players don't respond to this just of all the I, I think Daniel Bullock's would have been would have been a, a fine hire as well the 49ers safeties coach but when when the search kind of started to go on and you see Dave Merritt and um oh my gosh I am blanking on the name of the Raiders Steve safeties Spagnuolo. coach oh, well Steve Spagnolo as well but uh Gerald Alexander oh yeah is the name I was looking for. Um, so they also interviewed him, and it just it felt like okay, Sorensen 
is kind of the right guy here. And I know that there's a he's a little bit inexperienced, but so so was D'Amico Ryan's, so was Robert Sala. I think this was I think this was the move that they might have been wanting to make the entire time. They just wanted to cover all their bases and make sure that they weren't leaving anything out, leaving stones unturned, etc. And then landing on Sorensen, which is kind of where it felt like it was going the entire time. Well, so I now that we mentioned Dave Merritt and Steve Spagnuolo, I do think we should um, mention Diana Rossini's reporting mm-hmm. for The Athletic, saying that the Niners made a pitch or at least reached out to Steve Spagnola to express mm-hmm. their interest in making him their defensive coordinator, which led to, or I don't know if it led to, but he wound up signing an extension to stay with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty fascinating thing. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan looking at getting beat by Steve Spagnola in two Super Bowls and then being like, hey man, we got an opening. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> If you can't beat him, sign him. Yeah. Um, but Shanahan, I mean, it's kind of funny because, I mean, Shanahan just keeps being a huge asset to Spagnolo because Spagnolo can beat him in two Super Bowls and then use Shanahan's offer to potentially leverage a new contract <laughs> extension with the Chiefs. <laughs> so I did think Shanahan is, uh, has done Spagnolo a lot of favors, I think. I did think it was pretty crazy. Just speaking of Steve Spagnuolo real quick, I did think it was kind of wild how complimentary he was of Brock Purdy after the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. In his press conference, he was talking about how, or not in his press conference, but in uh, in Monday morning, nope, not yeah, Monday morning quarterback with, uh, with Albert Breer. He talked about how awesome Brock Purdy was. And then on a podcast, I think it was with Peter Schrager, he said that he seeked out Brock Purdy's number so he could call him and tell him how, or text him or whatever, and tell him how, how good of a game he played. That's that's wild. That feels like a, a rare thing. I thought Purdy played, I mean, we've talked about this and we'll talk about it going forward, but I, I felt, despite them losing, I felt better about Brock Purdy coming out of that game than I did going in. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. I thought he was good. I thought he made plays. Just his demeanor, it didn't, he never seemed rattled. Yep. He, he, you know, I like, I had a pretty good amount of confidence in him, um, you know, that he would make plays in crucial moments. And I feel like he would have had not for Steve Spagnolo and the nine, like his, him dialing up the perfect plays and the Niners offensive line slash Kyle Shanahan not really having any, yeah, um, any recourse to, to yep. deal with what he was throwing at them. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I don't have anything else on the Super Bowl. <laughs> you don't want to relitigate? The, no, uh, well, I was, I was, I was, I had, I had, I had, I had Brock Purdy thoughts and quarterback thoughts, but let me condense them down to this because it's March 3rd and we will have a whole offseason to talk about this. But I don't feel good going forward that quarterback is a problem for the 49ers and it has felt like that every year since they lost super bowl 54 it the way it went there like there's definitely a version of the super bowl where you come out of it being like well brock purdy's not the guy yeah and now we and now we gotta have another off season of trying to figure this quarterback thing out yeah 
but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like nope. they have a guy that they're at least going to roll with for another couple years. Yep. Um, yep. And I think there's like there without being like super cliche hyperbole guy, there is just something about the demeanor, the it factor, the poise, like all of those things. That was just really impressive mm-hmm. from Purdy. Like he he easily could have had happy feet, made some terrible throws. Like it didn't even it didn't feel like he threw many interceptable passes. Like he he played one of his best games of the season overall, I thought. Which is pretty damn impressive given what he accomplished last year. Just given the spot. Yeah. And I know, you know. Yeah. I I, I had questions about how he would perform in, in big spots and in big games and kind of answered that. So if you can if you can play well in the Super Bowl and if you can help bring a team back from 17, 20, 20, 20, I can't even remember, 21, 17? How many how many freaking points are they behind in the NFC title game? 17? 17, I think, yeah. Good Lord. That game feels like it was 10 years ago. The big-ass comeback in the NFC Championship game. You remember. Uh, <laughs> um I'm gonna double check just so we uh, we can be accurate. But yeah, keep make your point. Yeah, I think it was. I'm pretty sure. I, feel, I really feel like it was 17 points. But if you can do those things, then you, then then you're all set. And maybe by 2026, when Christian McCaffrey is over 30 and Debo Samuel's gone and George Kittle's gone and they've not replenished the roster with level that quite that level of talent maybe he struggles at that point but i mean given what he did in his first full season as a starter and in a run to overtime of the super bowl you got to feel good about it it was 17 points 17 points. the lions kicked a field goal just before halftime to go up 24 7 that's right um i think the super bowl is one of those that brock purdy is going to become a lot better from i agree like he's he's how did we get realize I, you went from steve spagnola praising brock purdy ah that's it yeah thank you thank you thank you yeah um so i think i think that's all it's all positive and it's you know like as good as quarterback drama is from a content perspective i do not mind taking a season off from the quarterback stuff oh my god i'm so i'm so we get to talk about backup quarterbacks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who do you think? I think Nate Sudfeld. Bring him back. I mean, honestly, like, and health is obviously the thing, but they, they don't necessarily have to bring back Sam Darnold. Like, they could, if it was Brock and Brandon Allen and an undrafted guy or a guy they took in the, I mean, could they draft a quarterback this year? Yes. I think you have to. I also think, I also think you need a better backup than Brandon Allen. The quarterback injury thing is still very real. I don't hate Brandon Allen as a backup. Hmm. He's fine. Hmm. I think no, it's worth mentioning. No amazing backup quarterback. There's no quarterback that you, oh, we lost our quarterback, but we're still going to win a Super Bowl. That that doesn't exist at, at any level. So I don't I don't know that there's a huge difference between what Brandon Allen would give you and what someone else bringing back Sam Darnold. I don't know. I think Although there are a lot of people who seem to believe Sam Darnold's still the goods, which I don't know. While we're here, I think it's worth mentioning that the 49ers played the Chargers at 
Levi's Stadium in 2022, and the 49ers were coming off. What? That was a Thursday night game, I believe, right? Nope, Sunday night. Oh, um, God. <laughs> um, no, the Chargers went up 13-3 to in that one and held the 49ers to 22 points, and that was after Christian McCaffrey arrived with the 49ers coming off their bye. Brandon Staley that was, was the head coach. That was my that was the there. game. That was a game that Dre Greenlaw got kicked out for going head to head. Correct. Or helmet to helmet with uh, Justin Herbert. Yes, I believe that's right. Um, yeah, I, I'm mostly fine with it. I don't know. I, I think one of the one of the issues the 49ers had going back to the the hirings was timing. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's hard to play a Super Bowl and then fire your defensive coordinator and then try to hire somebody when after mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. all the other a, a lot of other coaching staffs are already solidified. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I do. There's an element of it being a hedge, and if Sorensen doesn't work, they you know the Niners fire him and then promote Staley. Like that definitely doesn't seem unreasonable. Yeah. So, we'll I don't see. think that they, what they want to do. I don't think it was like, "Hey, Brandon, come hang no. out until we fire this guy." No, absolutely not. Absolutely. I'm, not. Ge- I'm guessing just... though that was part of the justification to Jed. <laughs> sure, but also like like we mentioned at the top, the Niners turn out head coaches or mm-hmm. get coaches promoted. Like if you're yep. an assistant coach in the NFL and you're mm-hmm. trying to climb the ladder, and mm-hmm. the 49ers call you, you are trying to get on that staff. Yeah, because there's a very reasonable chance that you're going to be put in a position to get a better job mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, Anthony Lynn did that. He's now uh, with the Commanders, and Brandon Staley is. It, it feels like is ostensibly doing what Sam Darnold did last year, like just a season of image rehab by being on a good staff. The Mitch Trubisky of of coaches. Yeah, just, just taking just, that taking that backup job with a with persona Buffalo non grata before getting that Pittsburgh Steelers contract. Sit behind Josh Allen, <laughs> do nothing notable, get paid. Like Brandon Staley, if the 49ers win a bunch of games this year and make another deep run, Brandon Staley's one hundred percent getting head coach interviews. Yeah, or yeah. or. Uh... DC interviews where he could call his own. No, yeah, that too. All right, it's all I got for now. Um, Nick in the chat, can some can we talk about how everything is sold out on SG Lamb Chops? He wants some merch someday. Um, I cannot speak to the website uh, not having stuff right now. I'm sure they are loading up for spring and going to have a bunch of cool drops coming out soon. Yep. Um, I know I got this on a pre-order, uh, the sweater that I'm wearing on a pre-order. Um, but uh, sources tell the Candlestick Chronicles podcast that oh. merch merch is um, is being considered. Candle Crown merch. Yes. Oh, excellent. Produced potentially by our good friends at Lamb Chops. So they're. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make that clear. Okay. And give us another opportunity to say lamb chops. Um, SGLambchops.com. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. We will plug that. Yeah. Um, and there will be... We, we got we got a lot of legwork to do on that, but um, mm-hmm. it, will be, it will be coming. And 
we're we're thinking we're targeting the start of next football season or maybe the summer before beforehand so we got we just got to get what needs to happen is we need to like that we got to start like a social media movement like send us pictures of you and your lamb chops candlestick chronicles gear Mm -hmm. and then uh you know that becomes like a thing and maybe far parts of the world it gets shipped to and sure you know road games and wherever the Mm -hmm. Niners play in the east coast next year Mm -hmm. preseason games maybe get some slogans on there sure gotta Gotta see see the structure gotta see the structure no (laughs) stick no wickles beating the heat beating the heat throwback all right let's get out of here hey real quick um did i sound better on this podcast than normal better yeah are you a little under the weather no Okay. Um, yeah, you sound great. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my chair. <laughs> no, oh, I got really? a new chair. Okay. I'm so fired up about it. So I've been, I'd been for a while. I'd been rocking this just like a like cheap IKEA chair. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got it so long ago, and I bought it under the pretense of I was living in Sacramento, and it was like, oh, it's cheap. I'll be able to just take it apart and just toss it whenever we move so we don't have to worry about it. And lo and behold, six years later, I was still sitting in it. And my hip started to hurt really bad because it's not a chair that's like ergonomically designed or anything like that. <clears throat> and uh, I found out about uh, bettersource.com, which is a uh, spot that has like really, really high-end quality office furniture for like not high quality office furniture prices. Um, so I got myself a new chair and it feels incredible. So check out a bettersource.com. Get yourself a new chair. My back feels better. My hips feel better. I can actually sit. I used to have to work like around the house because I couldn't find a comfortable spot. And now I can just sit at my desk and I can sit in this chair all day. And I hope that my podcast sounded better because of it. I really apologize for asking if you were under the weather. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you sound like shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. It, <laughs> if you uh, no. told me like, hey, I'm I'm going through a little bit of a cold, I'd be like, okay, it kind of sounds like that. Wow, that's no, it's like that's I'm, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I I am thrilled for you and uh, and your chair. And, Thanks, um, man. That's that's great news. Mention uh, mention the podcast. Get ten percent off Aaron chairs. Oh. Shout out to abettersource.com. Abettersource.com. New sponsor. Love my chair. Love my chair. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. TBD. We'll talk. TBD. Okay. All right, guys. See you later. Appreciate it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're watching live, uh, subscribe right down there. Hit the little thumbs up button. We would appreciate the heck out of that. Make sure to hit that little notification bell so you get a notification every time we go live. And uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts as well if you're listening to this. Give us five stars. Give us good ratings. Give us good reviews. We appreciate that a lot. All right. Talk to you guys next time. See ya. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.